0: Greetings and welcome to Education in Focus, powered by Chalkboard News and ChalkboardNews.com. I'm Dan McCaleb, Vice President of News and Content at the Franklin News Foundation, which publishes Chalkboard. Chalkboard is a news website dedicated to issues related to K-12 education. Joining me again today is Brendan Clary, Chalkboard's K-12 editor. We are recording this on July 5th, a Wednesday this week. Brendan You wrote recently at chalkboardnews.com about restorative discipline practices. Before we get into a conversation about that and why it's becoming uh, more and more commonplace in schools across the country, explain to our listeners what restorative discipline is.
1: Yeah, restorative discipline, restorative justice, restorative practices. It's sort of this idea that you can get through to, to students who have uh, violated the rules in some way without a punitive sort of discipline measure so it's not like the, it's a kind of response to these hardline zero tolerance policies that a lot of school districts around the country had uh, you know in the 90s and the, the 2000s uh, from what I've been told so this is a it actually started in the criminal justice sort of world and then it was I think Australia that that started using it in schools first and that became sort of a mainstream uh, thing in the last 10 years or so that a lot of schools were thinking about restorative practices In restorative justice, so essentially it would be you know there's there's different kinds of restorative justice in how it works, and I think a lot of it uh, on the front end is trying to create a classroom where students feel seen and they understand that this is a learning environment, and then when they they do something to disrupt that or to hurt that environment, then they're you know made aware of this is a problem. This is where you've, you know, hurt the classroom. And so we're, we're going to talk about it. And so there's a lot of communication about that and, and sort of like a building awareness of what your actions have done. And so then there's also, you know, different kinds of meetings as well that that students might have with administrators before they're expelled. And and they're often they often are expelled. This isn't like a complete like we're going to not do anything to students. But I think it puts some more guardrails and it can it can maybe make that pathway to expulsion or you know suspension a little bit less direct
0: and to some extent, there's at least a bit of a, well, how do I want to say, it? like a, a racial undertone to this in that there was concerns that, for example, black students or Latino students were getting disciplined more harshly than, for example, white students. So it's an attempt to address that as well.
1: Yeah, I, I think that, that that is another thing that especially the Department of Education and the Department of Justice have said is a an issue, is this disp- disproportionate um, you know, these these racial disparities in discipline that that they're trying to bring down. So, you know, like for example, if a school district has, you know, twenty eight percent of a certain kind of ethnicity or, or a race in, in their in their school district, then why do they make the majority of, you know, expulsions or suspensions? And so they're they're trying to figure out, like, is it the discipline, like our discipline policies? And, I, and then I think there's also a push to reduce suspensions as well, uh, just kind of all across the board, because if students are not in class, then they're not learning. And if they're not learning, they're falling farther behind. And, you know, there's these ramifications for your life if you're not able to get the schooling that you need because you're, you know, in out of school suspension or in school suspension or you know, expelled. So I think that there's, there's kind of a push on that end as well. And I think restorative justice can, you know, the advocates say that that, that is a way to try to keep those suspensions lower.
0: And they have seen that, that working. So in theory, it, it does make sense. You want people, whether it's the criminal justice system, and we're talking about adults, you want them after they, you know, pay their penalty, their punishment, whatever it might be for a Crime, they they get out of jail. You want them to become contributing um, members of society. You don't want them to continue committing crimes, and it's just a revolving door into the criminal justice system. You can say the same thing about the school system with with younger students, with minors who are at school. You'd rather than them continue to grow and to learn as young individuals, so when they graduate, they can either move on to a to a career, to a a workforce, or go to college and then and, and then contribute to society after that. But I guess my question is. In theory, it seems it sounds good, but in practice, how well is it working?
1: Yeah, I th- you know, the first part of that is that I think that there is there isn't a focus on that in restorative justice of like here's the people that you've hurt, um, and so we're gonna still expel you, but you need to write a letter to the people. And we're going to sit down with all the families involved of, of, of every, you know, the, the person that was maybe bullied in a hallway, that kind of thing. And then also, I think there's a community service aspect as well that is is kind of focused on. But there are some critics of this who say, you know, this does not give teachers the tools they need to manage their classroom effectively. And so the Nevada State Educators Association, the... NEA branch for Nevada they basically said you know this 2019 law that they have that instated restorative practices in schools they um, they said this does not actually help us to discipline students in an effective way so they you know would talk to students out in class and then the next day the students are back in and they're you know disrupting things and so there's not a lot of tools and there's a recent piece as well kind of said that if we want to restore order in the classrooms and help there being a learning environment we need to be their teachers need to be able to remove students who are making a scene and then not just have them go to the office that day and be back the next day. Or, you know, if they're doing, they're doing worse things. And, and teachers that I've talked to have, have indicated similar, similar kind of issues that, you know, they have students who are, who are not following the rules and then they're reported to the administration administration basically Gives them a slap on the wrist, and they're back in class the next day for you know these somewhat serious breaches of policy.
0: And I would just add to that, I mean, and that would have ramifications for the entire classroom. You have one, you have, you have one disruptive student, disruptive day in and day out. I appreciate the system wanting to try and reform the student so they're just not disrupting the class every day. But they're not just being disruptive for themselves. Every other student in that class is affected by those disruptions, those constant disruptions. So I, you know, this is a tough one for me. It is tough. On the one hand, we can't have racial disparities in discipline
1: that are, you know, maybe racially biased or, you know, that you assume that Because the color of some of a student's skin that they were, you know, more culpable than somebody else. And, you know, there are studies showing that there is an element perhaps of bias in, in these different kinds of discipline policies. And that's something that the Department of Justice and the Education Department released together was about about these kind of discipline practices. But at the same time, you know, we have to have a learning environment where all students can be participants and have a place where they feel safe. And I so I think that, you know, there might be there's that goal with restorative justices and with restorative justice to have that safe learning environment. But whether it gets there, uh, I think, you know, might be an implementation issue. So like you could have a very good set of goals. But if teachers aren't told exactly how to do it right, and, you know, administrators are not told exactly how to do it right, then maybe you have kind of a haphazard, not a very clear policy about what should happen next. and, And then, then maybe that leads to issues as well and the experts that i talked to said you know it's it's very costly to do this right it's a time commitment to do this right and she even said that the age of the student matters so she said middle schoolers are not always receptive to you know sort of sitting down in a circle and talking about their feelings and i think that that's just part of being in middle school maybe is that you can't you can't kind of access those parts of your brain or you're not willing to with your peers but in elementary school and high school that that was that was effective so um it's it's uh, an interesting and also there's class time that has to be taken out if you're going to have sort of this preventative aspect about what restorative justice looks like. So then you're, you know, you're maybe trading off, you know, some, some educational or like um, some learning time for this restorative justice, these restorative justice practices. So I think that's, that's the complicating, there's a lot of complicated stuff going into this. It's a really big, really big issue, but something that we've seen
0: in recent years. And I, I think we'll probably see more of. Just for our listeners, I think we've, we've probably both, uh, Brendan and I have probably used restorative justice and restorative discipline as, as y- y- the same thing. And while there might be slight differences, one's referring to criminal justice and one's referring to discipline, we are we are meaning um, restorative discipline um, as it relates to this uh, classroom student discipline. Brendan, uh, this is a fascinating topic, and I, I know it's relatively new, so maybe maybe there'll be some more data uh, about the successes using restorative discipline in the classrooms, and, and um, certainly be looking for that, and we'll report on that at Ch- Chalkboard News. But for this week, we are out of time. For Brendan Clary, I'm Dan McCaleb. Please subscribe, and thank you for listening.